This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, Chelsea. Let's wrap up the old complaint corner that I opened up here and make some tough decisions. Take your pick. And we bring in our executive producer, Bill Rowland. Good morning, Bill. Cheeseburger is really underrated. I mean... What no, about who doesn't it's love also a cheeseburger? A bad take. Everybody's heard of cheeseburgers. There's a thousand cheeseburger places. No, they're not underrated. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't understand how two thousand people liking that either. But anyway, all right. Take your pick, number one. We'll stick with the Masters here. Gary Player, eighty-seven year old Gary Player, still going out and hitting the ceremonial first shot at Augusta. You gotta love it. Recently, he was interviewed by the UK Daily Mail, and he ranked the majors in this order, saying the Open Championship was number one, followed by the U.S. Open, the PJ Championship, and the Masters down at number four. And a lot of people were not very happy with Gary Player putting the Masters down there at number four. He did win the tournament three different times. Jinx, I'll ask you, is Gary Player wrong? If you're going to win one major, which one is it? I agree. I, I would not put the Masters four out of four, but I, I think the Open Championship is the one I'd want to win. I know I'm in the minority here, and I know everyone's going to say the Masters, and I get it. I will also say this. No one loves the Masters like the Masters. Do you know what I mean? He, they're like the Cam Newton of majors because they really feel themselves. Like these guys who run the Masters, when they go home, they don't watch porn. They're like, no, 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 no. Fire up that video of Gene Sarazen knocking in a birdie back in 28. That's really what gets me going here. I mean, they love themselves so much. Even, you know, even, and you almost have to do it. It's what the masters expect, whether it's Jim Nance, whether it's SVP, and they do phenomenal jobs. Like when they're sitting there in Butler Cabin, they almost take on that air. Like, welcome in, Victor. What was it like for you playing with Tiger today and having to deal with that pressure while also just being brilliant out there at minus seven. Like you just, that aura just seeps into your body whenever you step onto the course at Augusta. So I understand the aura surrounding the majors and particularly at the masters where people just love themselves. But I think it's the open. I've always loved that sort of link style of golf. Obviously the home of golf is St. Andrews. And I think there's something special about it with a history there that, that the masters cannot touch in many ways. So I'm going to go open championship. Yeah. If anybody can argue, they have just as deep of a history as the masters it's the open championship. Cause it probably has a better history. It's just the marketing mm -hmm. that the masters has done. But if you were to win one major, think of the major that has the most kickbacks. 
isn't it the masters the fact that yeah. you get to play in it every year the fact that you get a cool green jacket and the fact that you get to host like a champion's dinner and pick the menu i think for the kickbacks alone i'd go masters and plus i'm american this is the tournament that's most meaningful to me and this is our opinion so that's what i'm going with I will stick with the American side of things, and I'm going to go with the U.S. Open because the Masters—you oh. only have to beat 87 other people. The U.S. Open is open to anybody with a handicap. You win the U.S. Mm. Open, you are the best golfer in the U.S. and probably in the world for that year because anybody can enter the U.S. Open. You have to get invited to the Masters, so there might be somebody out there that's better than some of these guys that are playing at the Masters but we'll never know because they weren't invited. Bill, who's in the Masters that you think would go toe-to-toe with these golfers? Like, I don't think there's anybody that got not included in this. Like, maybe they have a chance. Hold on. There's a gentleman, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. There's a gentleman that (laughs) here is one of the guys, he's called a place filler at the Masters. When they need, if somebody withdraws or gets injured and, and pulls out, this guy who's a member of Augusta plays with the pros every year. He regularly beats the guys in their round. Almost every year he'll have a round where he'll play better than them. He beat Rory in 18 at the Masters one year. So there are guys out there that are just as good as these pros. They're just not on the tour. And also, yeah, built to your you, point, you I do, I, there, is the, there is the factor of someone just getting hot and having like four rounds of their lives, you know, which you, know, which you don't see at the Masters, which is a possibility at the Open. Absolutely. But, like, what debut? like, there's been one debutante at the Masters who has won. Fuzzy Zeller, back in the 70s. Like, it's very hard for people to win the Masters who don't have experience there. And plus, like, isn't this the format at, like, the John Deere Classic where it's a huge field, anybody can win it, it's an easy course? I don't want to see that. I want to see the best of best golf where it's a tough course. We have the best players. You think the U.S. Open plays on easy courses? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying the John Deere Classic. Or like, you know, those tournaments that have like 150 golfers. Just by virtue of the field, it's 150 people. You got to beat a lot of people. I said I wanted to win the U.S. Open. The scores at the U.S. Open are regularly like minus one, minus two, minus three to win. The Masters, if you're not shooting 15, 16, 17 under, you're probably not even in the top five a lot of years. Yeah, but also it's a rotating course. Like, how do you argue the history of something that doesn't even have the same course? Isn't the U.S. Open rotating? Yes, and so is the so, so like, is the regular championship. Yeah, so I don't like either of those. I like the Masters. It's one course. It's one history. And like I said, the kickbacks, guys. The kickbacks. There is skill at cookies, so there is that. That is true. All right, take your pick number two. Other than the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, golf is generally an individual sport. Winning a title is usually just you and your caddy. And much like tennis, most casual sports fans only tune in for the biggest tournaments, the majors. But as we know, Americans love football. So Chelsea, take your pick. Would you rather be a major title winner or a Super Bowl champion? Major title winner. It's an individual sport. You get all the glory, all the attention, all of the money. Yes, please. Because there's guys who win Super Bowl rings that haven't even played a down. Like, who was the running back that went from the Broncos to the Chiefs? I'm Melvin Gordon. 
didn't he win a Super Bowl? Like, it's not like it's anything for him, but like he still gets the ring or whatever. So I think I want all the attention. Give me all the glory. Give me the major title. Mm, this is where I would say that details matter a little bit. Now, if I'm a starting quarterback in the NFL and I win a Super Bowl, I'll take that ring and I will wear that ring everywhere. I will wear it in the shower. I'll wear it to bed. I will take it everywhere and flash that bad boy. Now, if I'm a third string center, mm, who cares? Nobody cares. So all things being equal, if it's star versus star, I'll take a Super Bowl ring. I want that ring, and the Super Bowl definitely has a gravitas. I don't care what you say. In America, people love the Super Bowl. But if I'm just a backup, then I'll definitely take a major championship because obviously a major championship is a major championship, and you're playing the sports solo. Yeah, you're right on that. I should have put in more details. If you're the star, you want to be on the football side of things. If you're just a regular guy, then Chelsea's correct. You want all the money, all the glory for yourself. All right, take your pick number three. NBA season is winding down. There's been a lot of chatter about who's going to win the MVP, whether it's going to be Joel Embiid or Giannis or Jokic, whoever it may be. And all of these guys have said there's more important things than the MVP. They ultimately want to win the title and not worried about the MVP award. But let's talk about this a little bit. Would you rather be and have a career like Charles Barkley, who won an MVP but never got a title and he's in the Hall of Fame, or is the title the thing? And you'd rather be a guy that gets multiple rings, say like JaVel McGee, who has three of them. <laughs> so jinx, better yeah. career, better, ter better turnout for you. You want Barkley with no rings but an MVP? Or do you want to be JaVel McGee or maybe even Robert Ory, who's got seven of them? Uh, listen, I get it. The ring is the thing. But when I hear JaVale McGee, like is – it's a real travesty that JaVale McGee has three rings and Chuck has none. At the end of the day, if you're in the Hall of Fame, you change the game or impact the game in a very, very significant way. And your legacy and your impact goes on forever, right? You are amongst the immortals, amongst the great. So as much as I would love a ring if I'm playing in the NBA, when I hear JaVale McGee's name and I hear three rings, I laugh. When I think about Charles Barkley, yeah, and he's funny on air, and he's a great commentator when it comes to the NBA. But I grew up watching Chuck play, and Charles Barkley was a damn good basketball player. So I think that legacy matters. I'm going Hall of Fame. I'd say that too. But I don't know. Isn't there always a knock, like almost a scarlet letter on guys who haven't won rings despite being really oh, yeah. good players? Like it almost feels like there's something missing from their game to say, hey, there's only five guys on the court. Why did your team not win a title? Are you somebody who's just padding your stats or whatever? Which I know it's not the case for Charles Barkley, but it is something. I think people make a bigger deal of it than they probably mm -hmm. should because Robert Ory is always the case. They say, well, if rings matter, why isn't Robert Ory the best player of all time? And he's not. So I think there's some nuance to this. I think it really depends on the player and whose career you're comparing. But I'll side with Jenks here. I'll go Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm going Hall of Fame as well. I mean, you can even take it to the baseball side of things where you have a guy like Frank Thomas, who's a Hall of Famer, was so good, never got to a World Series. And he had a better career than, say, Paul O'Neill, who played for about the same amount of time, but won, what, three or four rings. Frank Thomas still had the better career than Paul O'Neill did. I'd rather be Frank Thomas than Paul O'Neill. Same thing here. I'd rather have Barkley's career than a guy like JaVel McGee or even Robert Ory, who played on a bunch of different championship teams. So to me, I'm always going to go Hall of Fame over the rings every single time.
And also when you talk about Charles and like when you think about Carl Malone or John Stockton, like they had to go up against MJ. And you know what I mean? Like that was just really unfortunate because in any other era, those guys probably get at least a ring, but just no one was going to beat Jordan in the finals. And so if you're Chuck, you're like, what am I going to do? Everyone who faced MJ lost. So he was kind of a victim of that era in some respects. But doesn't it feel the same or doesn't it feel the most relevant in basketball? Because like I know we were bringing up baseball. It doesn't feel as relevant. Like maybe because there's only five guys on the court. I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting argument, but I think we're on the same side there. And I always feel bad for Chuck because whenever they argue on the set, all Shaq has to do is say, you never want to ring. And Chuck's like, "Uh, yeah, okay, uh, I know. Can't say anything else. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.